are you ready? I said, are you ready? Because it's time for the Trackstar Sports MMA main card. Now, normally, I start with headlines and hot takes, but this is a special week here on Anchor and a special week of posting as I've been posting every day this week. And this is going to be a three-part MMA main card. We're going to break it up over the next couple of days where we are going to talk about all three fight cards by the major promotions that are going to take place this weekend. You got two cards on Friday, one being Bellator 189, which is what we'll talk about tonight. The second being the Ultimate Fighter 26 finale, which is going to take place in Vegas. So we're going to break it up and cover ground overall. And then, of course, the finale, or I should say the uh, piece de resistance for all my uh, French people, is the UFC 218 in Detroit. That's right, downtown Detroit, Little Caesars Arena. But anyway, as I stated, I'm going to start off with Bellator 189 because I love Bellator and because Bellator is not the top dog. Oftentimes, it gets no love. It's it's just like Rodney Dangerfield gets no love. I love Bellator. Matter of fact, I'm wearing a Bellator shirt right now. Uh, Dynamite 2. And that may be another part of the reason why I love Bellator is because they patronize St. Louis. Uh, but I, I just always have ever since they started uh, because they generally have some very exciting and fun fights. And 189 is a card that you don't want to sleep on. You have Arlene Blanco, who will be defending her women's featherweight title. Oh, I'm sorry. Take that back. Julia Budd will be defending her title against Arlene Blanco. Now, these two have fought before under the Bellator banner, and uh, Budd won the decision when they fought. Budd is undefeated in Bellator and the champion 4-0. Well, ever since that loss, Blanco has yet to lose. She's had uh, equally as many fights, three fights on a 3-0 win streak, and is taking on the champion. Now, of the major promotions, I would have to tip my hat to Bellator because from a women's featherweight standpoint, they have more fighters. Like on this card, you also have another featherweight matchup between Amber Lybrock and Alexis Dufresne. Alexis Dufresne is a UFC vet. She's fighting at 145 now. You know, so there you are. You already have four. That's <laughs> that's twice as many um, featherweights as are in the UFC. As a matter of fact, it's not even twice as many. It's more than that because there's only one true featherweight, which is the champion, Chris Cyborg. Everyone else is just coming up and wait for the chance to get paid. Anyway, uh, Rafael Lovato is also going to be taking on Chris Honeycutt. And Honeycutt is the favorite. You got Chitty Bang Bang into Kawani. That's right. Nigel stand up. He's going to be taking on Hisaki Kato. And that is the Voices Marquee matchup for the main card. If you know anything about Hisaki Kato, 
He is a knockout machine. And Chitty is no joke. Chitty has twice as many victories and losses as Sasaki Kato. So it's kind of interesting from a um, experience standpoint. But, dude, that, that should be a really, really good fight. Also on this card, you got Dave the Caveman Rickles taking on Adam Piccolotti. And Piccolotti is the favorite in that fight. And then rounding things off, you got Sam Cecilia taking on Marcus Galvao. I said this not too long ago. Rich Child and the matchmakers at Bellator are not playing with these UFC fighters that are coming in. They're giving them some stiff competition. Sam Cecilia never sniffed a championship in um in the UFC and when he comes in he's coming in fighting former champion in Marcus Galvo man that is a tough task for your debut fight obviously they feel that he's up to the challenge and or because of his name recognition matching him up against one of their names makes for a much more intriguing fight and this is the voices marquee matchup for the undercard I was checking things you know it doesn't really show on some of the different sites that you go to or that I go to to find out the lineup but on one site that it did show the lineup they didn't have this fight in there so if this is on the undercard definitely the voices marquee matchup for the undercard now something else that was announced by Bellator recently was the schedule of fights for the first round of the heavyweight Grand Prix on January 20th you got Sonnen taking on Rampage at the Forum in LA that card is going to be ridiculous too because that's not even the main event main event has uh, Douglas Lima fighting Rory McDonald for the championship man that, that card is going to be phenomenal and I want to say um, Michael Chandler is on that card. He is taking on Goiti Yamaguchi, who's on a roll. Man, can't wait for that card. Anyway, Bellator 194 at Mohican Sun on the 16th of February. You got Big Country taking on Matt Mitrion there in April at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. Uh, shout out to Allstate Arena. Uh, this is the second time. Uh, in as many years that they'll be hosting a Bellator event. I had a chance to go there to see Rampage and Mo fight last year. Oh, I'm just sorry. This year in March. So same time frame that they're going to be there. Fedor was there. He wasn't fighting, but he was there. Got a chance to uh, see him once again. And there was a very large Russian contingency that came out because of Fedor being there so it made sense for them to go back and have him fight there and then in May you got my man King Mo Niger stand up taking on Ryan Darth Bader and that's going to take place at the SAP Arena in San Jose to close things out today it was announced that DC will take on no time Vulcan Ozdemir for the light heavyweight title 
that has been signed. It will take place in Boston, Massachusetts at the TD Garden Arena. That's UFC 220 for those who are keeping uh, score, or I should say, keeping up with the specific cards. That's the first pay-per-view of the year. So they're trying to start things off uh, nicely. Vulcan's on a real, real nice run. And um, it, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. If he were to beat Cormier, that would that would shake things up in the light heavyweight division. And really, well, I can't say we'll open things up because he's already beat most of the top contenders. He's beaten Jimmy Manoa. Uh, the only person I can think of that he hasn't fought yet is... Uh, Alexander Gustafson, who announced earlier this week that he had some uh, shoulder surgery and he's rehabbing from that. So it made sense to make this fight with no time. All right. Part two of the MMA main card. I should say round two of the MMA main card will take place in a couple of hours where we'll be discussing the ultimate fighter finale which is going to pit Sajara Eubanks versus uh, Nico Montano. These ladies will be fighting for the inaugural women's flyweight championship. I feel like this is really just a placeholder until Carolina Kovacavich can fight for the belt. That's just um, that's just my take on things because she said that she wants to drop down to 125 and fight um, I wouldn't be surprised if Claudia Gadelia and I'm sorry not drop down but come up to 125 and fight I wouldn't be surprised if Claudia Gadelia also comes up and challenges as well um, they could have done a number of things with this could have had a title fight and then had the winner of tough to be the first challenger that may have been a bit more intriguing. I mean, granted, why not watch it if it's for a belt and you know whoever wins is going to get the belt? I get it. It worked out well with the straw weights when they did it, but it really has not come off well for the UFC this go round. And they they're going to have to take a long, hard look at how they're doing these developmental kinds of things because. I just feel like the uh, tough has run its course. It's run its course. All right. Well, anyway, like I said, we'll talk more about those fights, break things down on tomorrow. So until then, it's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent, and I'm sounding off.